0: how billions of dollars in pandemic aid gave the country's richest hospitals a boost, the shockingly high cost of healthcare inequality, and why Americans are looking to Canada for hope in the fight against ALS. All that and more on today's episode of Just Healthcare Daily. It's Friday, June 24th. I'm Maya Croth, in for Alex Olgan with Just Healthcare Daily, where you get the headlines in health business and policy news in under 10 minutes. If you like the podcast, leave us a review. It helps other listeners find the show. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Canada this week approved a new drug to treat ALS, also called Lou Gehrig's disease. And now doctors and patients here in the United States are wondering why the FDA isn't acting faster to approve the drug, called albrioza, for use here at home. Last Christmas, President Biden signed a law promising to speed up access to critical therapies for ALS. ALS robs patients and families of so much. The immense physical, emotional, and financial toll, the loss of dignity the loss of time. For too long there have been no survivors of ALS, but this bill could get us closer to changing that. But in March, a panel of outside experts advised the FDA not to approve the drug yet, saying there's not enough data to show albriosa is effective at slowing down the progression of the disease. A small clinical trial of only 137 participants found those who took the drug declined more slowly than those who took a placebo. When Canada approved the drug, it did so with the understanding that the drug maker would supply the results of its larger study as soon as it's concluded, in 2024. Patients don't have that kind of time. ALS is a degenerative illness that generally kills patients within four years of diagnosis. The FDA isn't bound to follow the advice of the panel and will issue its own decision in September, after announcing a three-month delay earlier this month. In the meantime, many are considering traveling to Canada to get the medication. The Wall Street Journal profiled some of those patients in a heart-wrenching story this week. FDA rules are muddy as to whether or not it's legal for patients to import drugs not yet approved for use in the U.S. It's generally not permitted, except in cases where other effective treatments are not available. There's currently no cure for ALS. Albreosa isn't yet approved in Europe either. A decision is expected there next year. Throughout the pandemic, Congress has funneled $178 billion to help hospitals weather the unprecedented public health emergency. But that money wasn't evenly distributed. The first portion of funding was allocated to hospitals based on how much they billed Medicare. That put larger hospitals at a big advantage compared with safety net facilities that treat more uninsured or Medicaid patients. A Washington Post piece this week focused on the uneven impact of federal funding on hospitals in North Carolina. In the case of one, 145-bed Randolph Health, a community hospital in a rural part of the state, an infusion of $14 million in COVID cash was enough to bring it back from the brink of bankruptcy, just barely. But in Charlotte, 40-hospital system Atrium Health received more than $600 million from the government and had a banner year. It boosted its cash reserves, gave its CEO a 24% raise, and completed two deals with a third in the works. Large hospital systems with deep cash reserves were better equipped to withstand the storm. Now that federal COVID aid has stopped flowing, about 40% of rural hospitals are at immediate or high risk of closure. Some large hospital systems, like HCA Healthcare, sent back provider relief funds. The authors of the report, the North Carolina State Treasurer's Office, argue more large hospitals should have dipped into their reserves instead of taking federal money. It's too early to tell if the trends the Post spotlighted in North Carolina have held nationally. Hospitals shot back at the report yesterday, saying the funding they received was a drop in the bucket compared to the full financial impact of the pandemic, and that any excess funds received by individual hospitals would be audited and returned to the government once the pandemic ends. Health disparities across race and class have been a long-standing fact of life in the United States, but a new report from Deloitte puts a stark price tag on this harsh reality. Health inequity costs Americans $320 billion annually, a number that's expected to triple by 2040 if nothing is done to address it. That's $1 trillion a year in unnecessary spending. The report demonstrates that racial and socioeconomic health gaps are not only immoral, but inefficient, since sicker people cost more to treat. Research has shown that Black adults are 60% more likely to be diagnosed with diabetes, up to three times more likely to have complications, and are often diagnosed later than their white counterparts. All of that can add up to unnecessary costs, about $15 billion a year in Deloitte's analysis. Recent global events have only made existing inequities worse. According to Nature, the pandemic, inflation, and the war in Ukraine have driven 100 million people into poverty, reversing the downward trend of the last several years. In the U.S., COVID death rates among indigenous populations were twice those for white Americans. The Deloitte analysis calls for cooperation among business leaders, payers, community groups, and government agencies to enact lasting solutions to close these gaps and prevent costs from spinning out of control. One of the study's authors told modern healthcare disparities have long been well-known, but there hasn't been a concerted effort to fix the problem. Why? Our for-profit healthcare system incentivizes maintaining the status quo. Taking a look at healthcare stocks, shares in telehealth software company Amwell were up more than 15% Thursday. The firm recently signed a partnership with CVS to provide telehealth services through its Converge platform. The healthcare sector as a whole was up nearly two and a quarter percent at the end of the trading day. Thanks for listening to Just Healthcare Daily. I'm Maya Croft, and for Alex Olgan, you can check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news on JustHealthcare.com. Just Healthcare Daily is an independent production of Just Healthcare.